Welcome to the Beauty and the Vlog Podcast. I'm your host, Erica Vieira. Join me as I interview YouTube superstars in the worlds of beauty, fashion, fitness, and lifestyle. I go in-depth with your favorite video vloggers and discuss their journeys to success and the struggles they encountered along the way. We go behind the scenes of the world of vlogging and talk about what works and what doesn't and what it takes to be a YouTube superstar. So sit back and prepare to learn, have fun, and be inspired. Let's go. Hello, everybody. Erica Vieira here, and I am super excited to bring you our featured guest today, Amanda Ensing. Amanda Ensing is a 22-year-old makeup enthusiast who ditched her plans for law school in order, in order to devote herself full-time to fashion and beauty. Her YouTube channel is her full-time career, and she has over 261,000 subscribers with over 9 million video views. Amanda, I've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute, tell us a little bit more about you personally, and then give us an overview of your channel. So yeah, thanks for having me um, and thanks for the introduction. So I am in Tennessee. I went to college for political science and business administration, nothing to do with makeup. And I ditched my plans for law school to pursue this and follow my dreams. On my channel, I pretty much do makeup tutorials are my favorite. And I do like how-to videos and then just some like chit-chat random beauty nonsense here and there. That's awesome. Well, I want to take a, go back a little bit and ask you a couple questions. What I love is that you devote your career to YouTube, and that's what you do 24-7. So why don't you give our listeners a little bit of insight into kind of what your day is like as a beauty vlogger? So every day is a little bit different. It's kind of like running your own business, right? So I make my own schedule. I pick what I want to do, and I'm someone who usually likes to have a schedule because if not, I'll procrastinate. So usually what I do is I wake up in the morning and I will make a list of things I need to do that day. Um, I usually film maybe twice a week. I try to get two videos up a week and then I'll spend the other two days in between editing. And then usually on Friday, which is the last day if I'm done, I'll just catch up on maybe some emailing, some social media posts, anything like that. Um, That's kind of like a week at a glance, but my day-to-day kind of changes a lot. It depends on what I'm filming, what I'm shooting, what I have to edit. A lot of alone time. Um, I love this job more than anything, but it's definitely a lot of time sitting like by myself on my computer because usually to edit a video takes me at least seven hours. Wow. Seven hours for one video. For one video. And like talking videos, like monthly favorites and stuff aren't as bad, but videos where I'm doing like, I love to edit. So doing like tutorials where I have to add a clip here, this, there, um, usually at least seven hours because I'm a perfectionist when it comes to that. So I always like like to add like little things in so take us back to when you first started making videos like what made you decide to start doing makeup videos so when I first started I was still in college I was a junior in college and I was really bored with my with my makeup routine I didn't really know what to do or how to find new makeup I mean I had pretty much worn bare minerals all my life I had shopped at Walmart, any drugstore, and I was like, I don't even know what to do or where to go. So I literally typed in Google. I was looking for a new foundation. I typed best foundation. And I saw YouTube, and I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, here's a video. And I started finding more and more videos, and I spent hours on my computer just watching different beauty videos. And I didn't even know YouTube beauty was a thing. I didn't know really much about it. I didn't know that much about makeup, but I had always really liked it. 
So from there, I made my first trip to Sephora, and I remember saying, I could never shop here. Like, there's way too much, and now I could probably tell you, like, all the brands <laughs> that are yeah. in there now. Um, so I just started venturing out and trying new things, and I became obsessed with trying new products. And the last year and a half of my college, I was always in class on my computer reading product reviews, looking at YouTube videos, not paying attention at all. And I was like, you know, it would be fun to kind of just record a video. So I had my MacBook at the time. That's all I had. And I some I don't know if any of those videos are still up because the quality was so bad, but they're on my MacBook. I would like stack it on books and just like sit in front of my car- or my MacBook and just like talk about makeup. Just kind of went from there. And so when you first started, did you have, you mentioned that you enjoy editing and all that. Did you have that knowledge when you first started doing videos or is that something that you acquired that knowledge as you got more and more into it? So I never edited a video before. I've always been a techie person. I love computers. Like this is so nerdy, but when I was little, I used to memorize all the shortcuts on the computer. So I never had to like file, copy, file, paste, like, and I still know them. Like I would memorize them just because I liked being efficient, really nerdy, whatever. So I opened up iMovie because I was like, okay, this looks like an editing program. And I just started kind of figuring it out. Um, I use Final Cut Pro now. And even with that, I just kind of played around. And it was really hard, but I love editing. And I love the create. It's kind of like a creative outlet for me. So I just kind of acquired it with practice. And I mean, I looked up a few things on YouTube, but pretty much just trial and error. And how long ago did you start your channel? So I started in spring of 2012, and then I got a good camera. Like, that that summer is when I started, like, seriously filming, like, could this be a thing when people started really watching my videos. Mm-hmm. So you've, you've actually had your, your channel for not too long a period of time. It's been almost two years, would you say? Right, yeah. So two years, and you have a pretty large subscriber base, almost, I mean, you're 260,000 subscribers in two years, which is a lot to get in two years time. Because I've talked to people and they've had their channel for, you know, longer than you and some of them aren't even at that subscriber base. So how would you explain how you got to that many subscribers in that short period of time? Um, for me, it feels like forever. Like when I think about it, it's not a long time, but I feel like two years in YouTube, like it just because I've graduated college and done all that film forever. But um, one thing that I did, because the hardest thing with the channel is getting people to watch your videos. And especially now it's so saturated. There's so many people trying to do it. It's really hard to get noticed. So for me, I started using Instagram a lot because that's when Instagram kind of became a thing. And I was like, what is this app? I'm never going to use it. And now Instagram is so much bigger. Um, I posted a lot on Instagram. I tried to make friends was another thing because like this was something that I love to do. Like I just wanted to talk to other people who loved makeup as much as I did. A lot of my friends didn't like it as much. So I was trying to find other friends. So I kept like, I, I always comment on people I loved and, um, people that I admired, but just really networking was the biggest thing for me because like I said, I used Instagram, I used Pinterest, I just tried to use as many social media outlets as I could to get my name out there, to get my work out there, and even just telling my friends, like, hey, I'm doing these videos, you probably think I'm weird, but can you share it, or, you know, just check them out, because I'm sure all my friends thought, well, what is this girl doing, and now it doesn't matter, but then they probably thought, who is this girl posting selfies on Instagram? Because <laughs> I before they were cool, and it was really embarrassing at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And so when you say, you mentioned networking, and is that networking with other beauty vloggers like yourself, and how do you go about doing that? I focused on people that I really liked and felt like I had something in common with, so mostly YouTubers, and then also some people at the time on Instagram. There weren't that many people when I started Instagram who were posting makeup pictures, and I love to post makeup pictures, so I was like, why can't I do YouTube and post stuff on Instagram? So I started like commenting on their pictures and not just liking because I can like people's work all day, but some people get so many likes, they don't ever see it. So I really wanted people to know me because I thought, you know, with some of these people, if they saw my work, maybe they would like me and we could be friends. So I would just comment on their stuff and on YouTube videos, comment on their videos and just try to get noticed, I guess, because I know a lot of people now always come on people's videos like hey come look at my channel I never did any of that because I think that's kind of rude I hate when people do that to me because like they don't care about me they're just promoting them right but like I just wanted to to start a friendship with them and network and like just meet other people doing what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. and so in listening to your story it sounds like when you first started doing your channel you're pretty serious about it a lot of people that I've been talking to some of the other girls oh, it's a hobby, and da-da-da, and the channel grows, great, if it doesn't, whatever. I mean, it sounds like you're pretty motivated. Like, you started it, and you had an idea of where you wanted it to go. Well, I'd always wanted to blog. I didn't know much about blogging, but I'd always wanted, like, a fashion blog, and I didn't really know how to go about it. I've always been into fashion and makeup, but I was like, I'm this girl in Tennessee. No one's going to care about me. Like, I never thought anything would happen, so I just kind of kept my school route. And then with YouTube... It was just like I did it for fun, but I was serious about doing it. I wanted to do it as a hobby. I didn't even know people did it for a job. I didn't do it with any kind of, like, job motivation. I did it because I thought it would be really fun, and I thought, hey, I could do that. Like, that would be a great hobby. And I was just so – I found a passion for makeup. I'd never really been passionate about anything until makeup, and I remember hearing people say, like, if if your job isn't something you're passionate about, then what's the point? And I was like, well, I'm just going to law school because – I need a stable job and I could do it. I got the grades, you know, I'd always just plan that. So I did it. Like I said, I did it for fun, but I didn't want to like, I want to do a hundred percent if I was going to do it as good as I could, which you always, I always want to learn and grow. And that's something with me. Like I wasn't like, Oh, if it happens, it happens. Like once I got into it, like I wanted it to happen because I loved it so much and I wanted to be able to do it as long as I could. Mm-hmm. Okay, so why don't we go into our next topic, which is failure. At Beauty in the Blog, we always delve into the journey of our spotlight of beauty vlogger, but along the way, there's always some element of failure. You have to fail in order to succeed. So, Amanda, tell us a little bit about that failure in your journey and maybe some lessons that you learned from that. I mean, throughout my whole life, I failed a lot, and I still continue to fail, and through my failure, I've learned a lot of lessons. You know, a lot of things will teach you what not to do next time or they've always taught me something. And as much as I thought, why why is this happening? Like, why is this not going to work out? It's always opened another door for me. And I mean, for me, as far as beauty vlogging, I'd say the biggest failure, I mean, I don't know if it's a failure, but just it's just a struggle. I think mm-hmm. trying to do what I do is always a constant struggle because you have social media, you have so much pressure from trying to always look a certain way and being yourself being like out there on social media and like me putting myself out there. I'm always thinking like, what are people going to hate on for this? Or, Oh my gosh, my hair is out of place. People are going to rip me to shreds. So for me, I don't know if it's as much of a a failure, but just a constant struggle of 
like trying to be the best at what you do. And since it's so saturated, it's really hard as well as like staying motivated because this is something like I'm so motivated and so passionate about it. But when you start getting that criticism and you start getting people hating, if you don't have a thick skin, it's so hard to just like block it out. Like I remember at one point I was like, I don't even want to do this anymore because I've just gotten so much hate on the video. Mm-hmm. So I think just, I don't know if this is answering your question because it's hard to like name one specific failure. I get rejected all the time, whether it's from brands or maybe, I don't know, people don't like something that you do. But one quote that I love that I always think of is that when there's nothing left to burn, you have to set yourself on fire. And that's just always what I think of Mm, whenever I get, I fail or something happens. It's just, I want to come back 10 times stronger than I was before. Well, maybe let's go into a little bit more specific and maybe mention one of those times when you were, maybe you said like rejected by a brand or rejected by, um, I I don't know, fan or whatever, and explain kind of that process and how you overcame it. So if you want to go, like, for example, I remember when I, this was last year, and Mm. um, I maybe had about 20,000 subscribers then, and there was this brand. So that's crazy. Like, I'll put (laughs) that on pause, because last year you had 20,000 subscribers, and now you had 261,000. I remember, the reason I remember this, because it was last May, and I went to an event, and I remember seeing a bunch of big YouTubers who I'm friends with now. I was like, they don't even know who I am. And I was like, that's going to be me one day. Like, I just looked up to him so much. And I didn't, I mean, I never thought I'd be where I am today. But yeah, that's how I remember that I was at 20,000. <laughs> um, I remember, I'm not going to name anyone specific, but there was a brand that I had seen all over Instagram. And I really wanted to work with them. I wanted to try their products out. And I don't, usually brands will email me. I don't ever email brands, but it was something I knew my viewers would like. And it was specifically lip products. And I love lip products. I was like, well, I'm going to email them and see if they want to send me some stuff. And I would love to try them. And I had emailed them twice, never a response. So I was like, okay. And it, it, it hurt because I was like, man, I really want to try their stuff. Like, I, it, I mean, it hurt. So yeah. a few months ago, maybe a month ago, they emailed me and now they want to work with me. So it's kind of like, how do you deal with it now when they didn't want to work with you then and now they do. Um, The way I dealt with that then is just, I mean, there's so many brands out there that sometimes whenever like me not working with them led to me working with other people I liked more, Mm -hmm. maybe bigger brands. And just kind of as you grow, you see, wow, like maybe it wasn't as, as important as I thought. And there's so much going on. A big way that I dealt with that is I don't have to do what everyone else is doing because in makeup, you're like, oh, everyone's trying this product. Like, I need this product. So sometimes in makeup, you get caught up in that. And I was like, no, I don't. Like, I can do my own thing. So I just kind of thought I need to do my own thing and just let it happen from there and then just use other products. (laughs) (laughs) There's tons of products out there. And now I don't really care to use their products. So I guess it worked out. (laughs) Kind of put a sour taste in your mouth. (laughs) Um, And so why don't we talk a little bit about maybe that moment in time when you made that decision to do beauty vlogging full time. I'm sure you you mentioned that you graduated from college. You were going to go to law school. What it's maybe recall that process and tell us that story. Right. So when I graduated, I still didn't really know what I was doing with my life. Um, I had only been doing this, like I said, for not even, it had probably been about a year. Mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, I don't, I don't really know what I'm going to do. 
So it was coming time, like I had taken my LSATs, I was getting ready to apply for law school and take like all of that, get ready. Um, and I kind of, I had a talk with one of my good friends who was in law school and I was like, you know, is it worth it? And I, I just needed some motivation because it was at the point where I needed someone to tell me what to do, but no one could tell me what to do except for myself. So she said, you know, you're going to regret it if you don't take this chance. So what I decided to do was take a year off from college study, get ready for LSATs or getting my master's if I change my mind and see where that year would kind of take me. So I gave myself a time span of a year because on top of loving to do this, you have to get paid, right? If I can't make money, I can't live off nothing. Like I can't just film videos and not pay my bills. Like I, I you know, I have bills to pay. So I, that summer after I graduated, I was filming like two times a week. I kept filming, 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 trying to grow, really just focusing on my brand. And I'd saved up money from work because I worked all through college. I'd saved up enough money to pay for my rent and stuff through the summer so I could devote time to that because, I mean, it like it takes a long time. And it is a full-time job for a lot of people. And I completely understand. I usually work 16-hour days. So I gave myself that year. And then probably about November of last year is when I, I realized I could do this and I can make this a job and it just kind of went from there. But I mean, I gave myself a year and if not, I was going to do it just as a hobby. What was it specifically though that made you say I can do this as a job? Did you get opportunities that, you know, help to pay the bills? What happened in that time frame? So for me in my head, I gave myself, if I can get to a hundred thousand subscribers, I thought that I can make this work because I didn't know if it was like, I'm going to keep growing then stop. Or if it's keep going up, you know, you don't, you don't know what's going to happen. So once I kind of hit that mark is when I was like, okay, I think I can do this. And as far as just knowing I could do it, money was a big part of it. Because once you make enough money to pay your bills, Mm -hmm. I didn't have to have another job because I took on another job last fall um, before I decided this just for some extra income to pay for some stuff because I wasn't making enough money. And then once I was, I was like, all right, this is it. But for me in my head, once I knew I wanted to pursue this full time, I probably decided after that summer because I was like, I don't want to go to law school. Like, this is it. I I was determined to make it work and do whatever it took. And if not to work, I wanted to work somewhere in the beauty industry, if not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we have a lot of people listening that they're aspiring YouTube vloggers or maybe they already have a channel, but they'd love to be in your position where they're doing this full time. What kind of insights into that business and the business side of things in regards to maybe monetizing your channel, maybe getting opportunities so that you don't have to have that second job? Um, I think that a lot of it has to do with consistency. Like if it's something that you genuinely want to do, being consistent is a big part of it. I know a lot of people who I've seen like online say like, I want to do it for free product or I want to do it for money. If you want to do it for money, I say absolutely don't because it's going to show it's the wrong reason. You need to do it because it's something you love to do and you're passionate about it. As far as working with brands, I would say don't take everything that comes in the door because once you start growing, like you're going to get a bunch of opportunities and you never want to do something to hurt your credibility. So if you don't believe in the brand or it's not, a brand that you like, don't do it for money because I know personally I would never say anything for money and there's just no money worth it to me to hurt my reputation and my credibility because ultimately your viewers are going to respect you and if they try something you love and it sucks, then it kind of like brings you down. 
Yeah. What about though, like in, in kind of the supporting yourself without having another job, where, where are those sources of revenue coming from? Is it from the number of views on YouTube? Is it from sponsorships? Is it where, where is all that coming from to be able to support yourself? I mean, I can't speak for everyone. It's going to be different for every person depending. I mean, a lot of people can just do it off of YouTube views. Um, YouTube views can be a big source of just monetizing. And then also, I mean, they're sponsored videos or sponsorships where you work with brands that you like and you can like get commission and stuff like that from working with them. But I would say YouTube views is a big part of it. Mm. Well, that's awesome. So at some point in your journey, a light bulb came on and you said, aha, this is an amazing idea. I've made it. I'm here. Why don't you give us the events leading up to that moment, that aha moment? Hmm. I mean, probably my biggest moment that comes to my mind right away would be the 100,000 mark because I had talked to another beauty vlogger that I looked up to and loved so much. And when I got to meet her, and we're friends now, but when I got to meet her, I was like, you know, how I, I asked her woman to woman, how did you do this and support yourself? Because I, it was when I was at the point of like, do I go to law school? Do I not? And she had told me that she hit 100,000 subscribers. And I was like, okay, that's it. Like, that was my goal. If I could get to that. And I remember telling my boyfriend, I was like, I don't know if it's ever going to happen. But if I can, I feel like I will have arrived. And, like, I can do this. And I can pursue my dreams and do this full time. So I remember when I hit that mark, uh, I think it was around maybe Christmas, November, Christmas-ish. I was just, like, freaking out crying I was like this is it this is the best thing in the world I can't this is a joke am I being punked and that was just my moment where I felt like this is real mm-hmm. and I can do this and it just even pushed me so much harder to just go full throttle and try new things and just I don't know that was it and that's all. thank you so much for sharing this and all that because you know that's part of the reason why we have this this show to spotlight women like yourself and show that it is possible to have a career and this is a viable career and this is something that you can do and and you definitely give inspiration you know to me but also I'm sure to a lot a lot of women out there so thank you for for sharing all that um what is the one thing that's really exciting you about your channel right now my channel in specific probably just being innovative because I always want to grow and I always want to learn and I'm never someone who's comfortable with what I'm doing. Like I always want to try new things and I just bought a new camera and I just bought like um, some other new equipment and just like trying new things, especially for tutorials because they're my favorite to film. Mm-hmm. It's so exciting to me because it's a creative outlet I never had before. I ne- When I didn't have this before, I wasn't really letting any creative juices flow. I was really kind of boring. So for me, <laughs> it's just the innovation and new products. New products are so fun. If you love makeup, you love trying new things. Mm-hmm. And I, I love trying new makeup. So just like being able to show that and create new looks and like really do cool stuff on camera. Like my newest video I put up yesterday, I went outside. It was an Ariana Grande look and I filmed like all these like shoot like scenes downtown. And it was so fun because I haven't done that. I don't think ever. So just trying new things is probably what I'm most excited for. And when you're doing those filming outside, do you have somebody who's helping you film everything? Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. Um, For this one, one of my good friends helped me and followed me around. There's no way I would have gotten it without him. 
Um, so that was really fun. But like when I try to do other outfits of the days, it's super hard because I'm like trying to get everything in the camera and work. So if I can have someone, I definitely will have a friend or someone help me out. Yeah. It seems like it, you'd have to in order to do those outside yeah. scenes because I don't know how you'd be able to do it on your own. <laughs> yeah. um, I think a lot of boyfriends have been um, <laughs> dragged outside to make right. kind of uh, videos for their, yeah. their girlfriends. Uh, what about in general, though, for the world of beauty vlogging? What are you excited about? I think just all of the new brands really excite me because I remember last year when MAC Heroin, that purple lipstick came out, everyone went nuts. Yeah. And everyone was looking for a dupe. And I can't think of any purple lipstick scent. And now, today, every brand has a purple lipstick. They have blue lipsticks. They have greens. There are just so many fun, edgy, creative brands out there now where it's not just Sephora. It's not just Walgreens. Like, you have all these brands on Instagram and social media that have kind of made their way through social media. And it's really exciting because, like I said, I like to try new makeup. And I feel like because of social media and blogging, brands are stepping their game up. I mean, even drugstore mm -hmm. brands are coming out with all of these new collections. And it just makes me really excited because I'm always, like, thinking they did good. And then they, like, one-up themselves and do something else. Yeah. And as a beauty lover and beauty hoarder, it's just, it's really exciting to always have something new to talk about and to use. And that is a really interesting insight <laughs> that... You know, you saying that you feel that the world of beauty vlogging, which I agree with you, has almost put that pressure on these makeup brands and cosmetic lines to come up with something better and better and actually out, out, you know, perform themselves and also compete with one another. Right. Yeah. It's making a really interesting world of cosmetics if you're a beauty lover. Yeah. <laughs> and it gives you guys more stuff to talk about. Yep. You got to continue to talk about new makeup and new makeup and I would think after a while you run out of things to talk about but it doesn't seem like it there's a lot of a lot of you out there in the past year I feel like it's really amped up a notch because like I said last summer eh, and now it's just like every time I turn around there's a new collection and I'm like mm -hmm. it's so hard to keep up but I love it you mentioned a couple times during our chat it the idea that this world is a beauty vlogging has been really saturated like there's so many beauty vloggers out there how do you stand out from the crowd well one thing I am glad of is that I started when I did start because what mm -hmm. well, I feel like in the past year beauty's kind of taken off because of Instagram because of YouTube and now it's becoming this huge thing because social media is such a big part of our world now um, for me personally, I try not to worry about anyone else. I know a lot of vloggers and bloggers and Instagrammers who worry so much about what everyone else is doing that it kind of puts a damper on them. And they're like, well, I'm not getting the opportunity or I'm not doing this. So for me, I've always just worried about myself and staying innovative. Like innovation is probably my biggest thing. I'm never comfortable with anything and I always want to try new things. And a lot of people get comfortable and they stay where you always want to like be up in your game all the time and never think, oh, because I have this amount of subscribers, I can just do the same thing forever because people get bored and attention spans are always shorter and shorter. So innovation and creativity are a big thing for me. What, what inspires you? Where do you get your innovation from? Honestly, a lot of things, like I wish I could say it was certain people. A lot of it just comes from sitting down and just like, 
I don't know if it comes from within or I just kind of do it. Like when I do tutorials, usually I just sit down with the makeup and I look at the colors and I'm like, let's try this. And a lot of my makeup tutorials, that's the first time I've ever done it. Unless it's like something I do a lot. And I don't really know where the inspiration comes from. It's just kind of like, I, I think what's going to look good. And I think of the color schemes and my grandpa is an artist. So I think I get a little bit of juices from him. Um, usually that, or sometimes if I do what's trending, like celebrity stuff, I'll get inspired by a lot of like celebrity, like Ariana Grande hair, like I did in my last video because she's adorable. Um, so usually just what's hot or I just kind of sit down and do it. Yeah. And it sounds like a lot of it comes from within, which is, which is really incredible. And I think we can see that in your videos. They are very, very creative, which is awesome. Um, All right, Amanda, we've reached our favorite part of the show, which is the beauty bonus round. So I'm going to throw out some questions to you and you've got to just answer right at the top of your head. Okay. 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 Ready? (laughs) All right. First up, what are your three Holy Grail items? Oh my gosh. Uh, Bite Rambutan Gloss, Estee Lauder Heat Wave, and NARS Radiant Creamy Concealer. Estee Lauder Heat Wave, what is that? Uh, it's a highlighting powder. I think okay. it was limited edition, but a lot of people are still getting it. It's amazing. Okay. And what was the first one again? Bite Rambutan Gloss. I have a little bit of it on mixed with something else. Okay. Perfect. Uh, next up, what are your top two technology must-haves? Uh, my iPhone. Does that count? My iPhone and my Canon Rebel T4i. Is that the new camera that you just bought? No, I have the one that I just bought is the Sony Next Six, but it's for pictures. Okay, okay. So, um, and the iPhone, what do you use your iPhone for specifically? My iPhone is my life. Like, I have Instagram, um, all of my social media apps. Pretty much, I work all off my phone. I mean, sometimes I email a computer, but a lot of the times I have my phone, but mainly like Instagram, checking my YouTube stuff, Twitter. Um, I used to take all of my pictures for Instagram on my phone, which I'll mm. still probably do a lot. But my iPhone just has, like, my life on it, like, everything. <laughs> um, and here's, a, here's another one. What is your number one trick for increasing your subscriber base? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I mean, I would just say consistency. Just keep doing your thing. And, like, you don't want to upload one video and then don't upload for, like, a month. So I just say mm-hmm. consistency. It's funny. Like, so many of the girls I've interviewed, that's the one thing they say is be consistent. Really? Yes. really? Yeah. Uh- yeah. A lot of them have said that. Uh, who is your beauty vlogger inspiration? Mm, I don't know. It's hard now just because, like, when I first started, I used to always, like, look up to other people. And now, since I'm doing kind of my own thing, trying not to worry about anyone else, I don't know. I mean, my best friend is Casey Holmes. It's Blondie, if you know her. And we're, like, the same, but not really the same. So, I mean, I guess I'll say her because she's my best friend, but I'm not. <laughs> That's good. You can be inspired by your best friend. I think that's yeah, great. I love her. Yeah. Do you guys kind of like swap ideas and stuff? And um, I mean, like our friendship is pretty much off of YouTube. Like we don't talk about work a whole lot. Like we met from YouTube, mm-hmm. but she's in the South too. So like she's actually going to come visit me next week and we hang out a lot. But I think we just, I get a lot of inspiration just because she just gets me like she is my best friend, which is weird because I have so many other like friends in real life, but she just gets me more than anybody else. And we just kind of keep each other going sometimes because like I said, YouTube's a really lonely job. So I have her there and she has me. So we just kind of like pep each other up if we need it. 
That's so cool. And how often do you guys talk? All day, every day. She sent wow. me like Snapchats while we're Oh my God, really? That's so cool. Yeah. So you met her as a beauty vlogger just in this world and now you guys see each other and talk and she's kind of like yeah. your support system. We did a collab before we met like last Christmas and then we met in person at IMATS New York and it was just like instant love, like girl Aww. crush and we were just best friends. And That's so cool. <laughs> That's awesome. What do you wish you knew when you first started your channel? I mean, everything that I've done has led me to where I am today. So I don't know if there was anything I wish I, I knew except for maybe just standing your ground more. I do wish I knew, like, as far as the business side, more about the business side. Like, more of people were getting paid to do certain things I was doing for free because I didn't know people, like, made money. Mm -hmm. And that would, you know, help me probably do it a little bit quicker. But besides that, probably nothing just because, I mean, like I said, I've learned from everything and I might not be where I am today if I would have known other stuff. What would you tell someone who's just starting their business? Just say next week they're just going to start, at, not business, but they're going to start a channel. A channel? Um, I would definitely say stay true to yourself because I'm sure a lot of people say this, but if you get caught up in what everyone else is doing and if, sometimes people rub off on you and you don't want to be copying anyone else right even if you're not you don't want people to think that so i would just say stay true to yourself don't let anyone else doing youtube influence you too much because you want to stand out hmm. and last question what are your goals specifically for the future of your channel and also the future of your business i would say for my channel just always creating fun creative content that keeps my viewers engaged i never want People to be like, ah, Amanda uploaded a video. Like, I always want people to be excited and be like, what's this going to be? Excited to watch my video. As far as a business, I mean, everything I thought my future was going to be has changed and that always changes. So I don't really know what I want. I'm kind of seeing where the wind takes me. Hopefully have my own another business, maybe makeup related someday. Mm -hmm. um, but besides that, I mean, I guess we'll have to wait and stay tuned and see what happens. <laughs> Well, Amanda, I'm sure we're all going to want to stay tuned to your channel. And I want to thank you so much for sharing your journey. It's definitely been um, a delight listening to your journey. And I really hope that your story inspires other girls to go into YouTube and make it their full-time business like you have. So thank you so much. Why don't you give our beauties listening one parting piece of guidance, share the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Okay, my one piece of guidance would be my favorite quote, and it's, the future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams, because that's always my favorite. And you can find me on YouTube. It's youtube.com slash thebeautybox1211, or you can Google Amanda Ensing. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram as Amanda Ensing. All right, Amanda. Well, thank you so much. Bye. Well, that's it. That's our interview, and thank you so much for joining us here. Once again, I am your host, Erica Vieira. And for all show notes and videos and more goodies, make sure you go to the Beauty and the Vlog website at beautyandthevlog.com and check out our Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Beauty and the Vlog. Thanks so much, guys. Mwah.